0: Everything's just falling the fuck apart on me.
1: (laughs) Like I said, that's what I'm good
0: for. What did you do to me? Did you like say a a hex or something? Did you put some sort of Hebrew hex on me before you? I I didn't even know that was a thing, Barry. (laughs) I
1: I never said two times the charm. Yeah, there you go. fuck me. Uh, well, <laughs>
0: that's never a good sign. You know what? I'm recording, you know what? I'm recording on Facebook live, any, or on uh, YouTube live right now anyway. Uh, so that's all going and, uh, they can hear you on, uh, on Facebook live as well. And I don't need to do that. So fuck okay, it. Ladies and gentlemen, Barry Norman, an actor, a screen writer a filmmaker this guy's fantastic for a second time and with from a room next to my bathroom in my basement this is my worst holiday Barry, say hello 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 <laughs> I, I actually have a couple of new things to add to under the list of to the introduction since we last talked last august i become a full-time substitute teacher at a high school Oh, okay. That's, that's to add to your question. And substitute teacher, there we go. Because at age 64, I said, what's
1: the worst thing I can do to myself right now? Let's work in a high school. Is where COVID exists. there's where there's
0: shootings. That's the place I want. All the great things you could possibly want. Like absolutely everything. <laughs> well, there's that. I have nothing to do with the next couple of months okay all right so uh, uh, now now the last time we talked uh, well I'll tell you what, other than uh, your your substitute teacher thing uh, is there anything else I mean do you got anything else going on any other uh, last time we spoke you were uh, writing a play um about the the Montreal screw job
1: correct I did write a play called screw job about the Montreal Screwjob
2: job in 100 percent Shakespearean English right. And I've been sending it out to um, Shakespeare. I mean, I'd I love
1: to get it produced and see about off off Broadway. But my first shot at it, I've been sending it to uh, Shakespeare festivals all over the country, and I've had actually some interest in it. Believe it or not, the, the closest I have right now is a Shakespeare Festival of all places, Wyoming.
0: Oh, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'll take it. I would just like to see it happen because I, I think if this thing ever got produced
1: anywhere. I think you can actually take on a life because wrestling fans would definitely. Say, what, what could ever get a wrestling fan into the Fanta? Well, a, a play about the Montreal Screwjob. What can get theater aficionados into a film, a, a screenplay, a play about professional wrestling? One that's done completely in Shakespearean English. I mean, it took me a long time to get into the <laughs> iambic pentameter. Pan- 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 I was reading every Shakespeare play, and I said, "Oh my God." Wrestling really should be done this way. It's a giant
0: tragedy. It's a giant tragedy. The whole thing is a giant tragedy. It's a giant comic tragedy. It has mad kings. Yes. Right? It
2: it, it, it has you know, instead of um you know, insane clowns, it has festers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it,
1: it, it has you know, it has absolutely you no know, good and evil, heels and baby faces. It's like the perfect
2: thing to do in you no know, for, you know, for, for the for for theater right right how i wrote it and like the good news is whether it gets produced anytime time or not the people i've sent it to, the feedback i got is that i love this
1: yeah I said, I said do you understand because even though it's in shakespearean english i'm using a lot of lingo though know, from pro wrestling i said you, you might need in the program or like a little dictionary she says no no because you wrote the 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 uh, lingo in shakespearean english he said we kind of get where you're going from. So I mean, who knows? So uh, I did that. And, and as you also know, I, um, I, I have uh, I actually have written two books since the last talk. One of them is actually going to be coming out
0: in a few weeks. And, and that's the one that I sent you that link for called We Blew It. Right. We blew it. And, uh, you know, the first thing I thought was like, we did it, man. We did it. And are like, no, man, we blew it. We blew it, man. God, what a horrible movie. That movie was just, just awful. <laughs> So to me, I
1: mean, it came up. with The idea is everything today sucks, right? And since right. I finished the book, there's more suckitude in the air than ever before. <laughs> so I was thinking, what is the perfect line, the perfect cutoff point for when does everything start to suck? Right. So that's why I came up with the idea of one of my favorite movies, Easy Rider, with the great iconic line. Oh, that, you know that uh, Peter Fonda says to Dennis Hopper, "We blew it." Yeah. Okay, what did we blow? And I think nineteen sixty-nine is a good cutoff because that might have been the last great year we had.
0: Vietnam created. was still kind of going on then, Barry. I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe maybe seventy six was okay, you know, and then Star Wars in seventy seven, you know, so I mean
1: I don't know. I was so high saw Star Wars. And the only thing about that was I had no idea that this gigantic line was getting in the movie. So me and my friend we said, okay, there's going to be all kinds of lasers and special effects. So we were so, so out there. We just walked past this line. Well, everyone's like, I, uh, excuse, uh, what do you you, teach? You know, walk ahead of the line. Um, to this day, I really don't know what Star Wars you know, is about because I haven't
0: seen it since. <laughs> I, I have been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, the streaming show wait
1: know, cause
0: wait wait fun. you're watching obi-wan kenobi with absolutely zero base to base it on well, I knew that. you're the only goddamn person in the world that's done that i want you to know that's i i take that as a comment i'm the only person i might be the only person that does things even if they're incredibly stupid they'll be great at something
1: so well, I'm the only idiot that's decided to
0: do that right <laughs> for me. But you've been okay at a, like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't think this 1969 is the perfect cutoff year. I mean, if you go before that, it's low hanging. Well, you know, I was, I was, role. I was two. So, you know, like I, I yeah, I remember, you know, I, I got, the, I got this rescue ranger backpack thing that I really like, but that was a couple of years later. Um, uh, but uh, for Christmas, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I, I kind of just, you know,
1: well, I'm sorry that you missed all the fun, because it's been sucky ever since. <laughs> you, know, you, you were bored right into the suckitude. Look, the, the seventies. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I was a big punk rocker, not a big fan of disco, although I do now dress disco for school. Oh, um, I I came up with an idea this past February. I mean, I, I the, the high school I, I, I sub at is a uh, Boston no, right outside the Boston suburbs. Uh, it's um, it, it's 41% Hispanic, 40% Brazilian, about 6% Haitian Creole, and people haven't been in school for a year and a half. So you have kids that went from seventh grade right to high school. Yeah. So we had fights virtually every day, you know, for the first few months because kids were you no know, mouthing off of each other online for months, and now they're facing each other. Oh, yeah. One day, <laughs> it's actually kind of perfect that you know, No, it's a joke behind had. it. one day I came up with a brilliant idea. I'm going to get an entirely purple outfit. we got a purple shirt, a shiny purple pants, purple socks, purple sneakers. And if nothing
2: else, I want people to smile when they see this ridiculous outfit I'm wearing. Right, right. So to that day, and all of a sudden, all the students
1: are smiling at me. They giving me fist bumps in this gang. Nice drip, sir. Nice (laughs) drip. I said, "It sounds like they're
0: making fun of me." No, no, it's a compliment. Yeah, nice drip. Yeah, yeah. It's not. See, it's not. It's not syphilis anymore. You know. So that's a that's a good thing. You know.
1: So. Sudden, students that had no idea what I'm to You know, if you're the substitute teacher, the minute you're in class, there, there's complete chaos. They know they don't have to listen to you, but now they see this idiot wearing a purple suit. So I got the idea: I'm going to go way beyond this. So the next few weeks, I spent seven, eight hundred dollars on the most ridiculous outfits you can imagine—the <laughs> most <laughs> almost misky, flashy, you know, almost hologram type shirts. Right.
0: I have. I think. Salmon, turquoise,
1: red, yellow, orange, blue. I have all these disco shirts. I have all these psychedelic shirts. I now
0: have an incredible collection of Hawaiian shirts. So, did you go to like so, Goodwill? Did you, or did you did I go to Goodwill, or like? No, I, I go to Amazon and I put in the search bar the most ridiculous thing I
1: think. I said I want a purple and pink shirt with with no with green dots or something. And right. So on Amazon tells it. So whatever lunatic idea I, I thought of, I put in the browser, and three days okay. later, I had that. So I have hey, this man. unbelievable. So I have so many weird clothes now.
2: I can make an ensemble differently for like a month, so no one sees the same. Right. So i became known as Mister Drip, Dripping Nice Mister. And then they started finding out about my background. That I've written books, I've made films, and I own a movie theater. Right. Right. Then I became the interesting guy with the. the, the Weirdo, the the drip. Right. This background, they wanted to talk to me about. Because I never heard of a guy doing all these different things.
1: Like most kids, even today, I guess, they're still told, especially immigrant kids, find the one damn thing you want to do and do that. Mm -hmm. Now they're like, you can do all these
0: different things. You don't have to do one thing. There's a ton of different things. God. Like on Friends, where they said, Have you ever been to like, there's more than just vanilla and chocolate. There's Rocky Road and there's moose tracks and there's you know, grab a spoon, the world's out there, man, you know, and
1: yeah. So, 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 so these great rumors started starting up, maybe like, well, something they, they they probably own a movie theater, so they don't think of a movie theater like that I had it seems a hundred, one screen, they think of Regal or AMC chain.
0: Right. So, so they think of a multi-millionaire, <laughs> Dude, you're just you're just substitute teaching for fun. It's like, well, I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun. I mean, because these the, the kids and yeah, quite a few of them don't speak a word of English. So you know, some of literally just came here, you know from Brazil or Guatemala or wherever they're from, right? And they don't speak. But the way I'm dressed as connected with
1: them. So I'm the guy. I get kids from trying to get they they, they track me. They they you know they text all their friends because so all of them are
2: on their phones. All you know you can't get them to shut their phones off even in class. Right. They text each other.
1: Where 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 is Mr. Norman? Where is Mr. Drip? Because <laughs> aren't supposed to be in the class. I'm supposed to do teaching for. Show up. They want to be in my class because I'm the cool guy. So they're just. I'm the cool guy. I know. I know. I mean.
0: Hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm the cool dad. So, everybody, we are talking to Barry Norman, and he is a substitute teacher. Um, he's also made a couple movies. He's got a new book out. Uh, he's got, how many books have you got? Like five books? Well, seven? Now. Seven? insomnia They're called counting kitties
1: mm. and i'm going to finish that up next week because the final chapter is me going to a clinic where you get a ketamine infusion because ketamine they say is now a way that they'll deal with the two things i suffer from the most insomnia and chronic pain so i want to do this and then write about it as i'm doing it because one i hear
2: it does weird things to you so as far as it makes you feel like you're in a tunnel or everything very yeah far away.
1: yeah you know, for whatever reason Way I react to any drug, go through the insert, be all the side effects. You can have a hundred side effects, and the more the farther down you go, the less people have that side effect. Find the worst side effect on that insert, and that drug is going to do that to me. So, whatever side effects ketamine has, like this, this is an IV you get. They have people there, they have no uh, psychiatrists or life coaches around you while you get the infusion. Yeah. It takes a couple of like chemo. So that's going to be my final chapter of me experiencing after all the other chapters where I write about all the horrible trauma and the weird schedules I've had for work where I I, I don't sleep. I literally don't sleep. I mean, my schedule now to do this job is 30 miles drive to go to the school. So uh, since I know I have to get up and do two hours worth of working out, you know, an hour's worth of meditation, and then I think what my digestive system is going to do, how I sleep, and, and,
0: and, and, Isn't and, Isn't getting, and, getting older and, wonderful? Yeah. Yeah. What we want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about Barry's digest. But these are things to talk about when you're about to be sixty-five. I can't be caught in the door. No, i twenty-eight. Yeah, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you, man. You 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 look pretty good for almost sixty-five. You know, I thought I looked pretty good at fifty-four, but yeah, you've uh, yeah, you must you got to get a lot of compliments from. And we was talking about like you know, grab a spoon, all the things. Uh My friend Peg, she's like. I want to be diabolical, insane, uh, insane things, and but with a cool costume. Okay, all right, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Cool costume. Yeah. Oh, she's fun as hell. You'd like Barry. You're not the first. You won't be the last. But no, but the
1: kids at school like me. I become the most popular. No substitute. Whatever. I mean,
0: they 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 all they all want to talk to me. I mean, they all want to get life advice from me because I'll I'll talk to them about anything. Right, right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't just, you know, well, person. God, you've yeah. been you've been with WCW. You, you've been you've been in wrestling. You launched right. Four Non Blondes in the band Live. Yeah, he was the right. DJ. Launched those guys. Uh, and uh, let's see, uh, a, a screenwriter, a director, uh, or, or filmmaker anyway. Uh, right. And, and an author of seven books. So yeah. So right. like, say somebody wanted to ask uh, somebody a question, uh, I think I'd ask you. so, <laughs> so that, that's kind of what's come out. So I, I dress
1: weird, that attractive. That that broke down walls. Like, okay, this guy is this goofy. There's gonna be something about it. And they find out that I've done all, all these things, and then I'll talk to them about anything. And and so they enjoy that. I mean, I mean. Kids I mean, there's when they found my own. I owned, one kid, no, you own a movie theater, and what happened? I got sold in 2019. What
0: was it called? He even cinema, bam, right on his computer. Oh, here's what you sold it for. What? what? That's how, like <laughs> 30 seconds. Here's what you sold it for. What the fuck? What? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 oh, wow, you're a risk. So you really are a risk. And I know you can't borrow money now. No. no. <laughs>
1: Say you know, I, I, um, I had a film and I cast no, fresh director Mick Foley
0: and Melissa McBride. I said, mm-hmm. "You might not know the name of McBride." Oh yeah, she's in the Watchmen. Again. Do you know her? Yeah. <laughs> and and, and what, what, what a guy Mick is. Mick Mick's just fantastic, you know. So and, and that was the name of that one was. Uh, God damn it! What, what is it? What is it? The what? the name of your film. Yes, that's Dead Beats. Yeah, because you worked at you worked at a collection agency, and that's what it was based on. I I it just wouldn't. I'm like, come on, you know this, Mark. You know it. No, you don't. You don't. It's... I mean The, the other day I was, I was getting some pissing contest on Facebook, and the guy finds though that I directed this uh, film called Deadbeats that was distributed by Trauma. You know, Trauma is the one that does another the Toxic Avengers. right? The Nazis must- the show me over right, the right, right, right. Compilation DVD that Troman distributed my film on. The Best of Troman Dance Volume 2. So you post that on Facebook like, ah, you did this. I go, yeah. Yeah. I go, you you see that my film is on the cover? Right. I go, you know how many units it sold? It had a pay-per-view screening a
1: few years ago because Melissa McBride became such a big star. What, you think you're embarrassing me with that? Oh, by the way, um, it was the first independent studio in the country, and Lloyd Kaufman, the founder, was the production manager of the film *My Dinner with Andre*, and so this guy was a big indie film. So that's like one of the indie films. All if you want right. to names, you really know indie films. Say *My Dinner with Andre*. So yeah, you want to make fun of me because my film was distributed by Trauma. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know yeah. *My Dinner with Andre*. Check that one out, fucker. Okay. <laughs> Like you know, a uh, uh, picture, a graphic. Uh, like how, many, how many films has he made? Like, who the fuck is this guy?
1: Here's, here's his claim to fame. He said four times an Oscar-winning producer
2: uh, looked at his screenplay to possibly produce it, and it never happened. Oh. He since you don't have on-screen credit, mm-hmm.
1: you don't, You're not an IMDb. You've never produced anything. Yeah, but these guys are interested in my screenplays. And they go, what do you do with those? I drive a limo in L.A
0: oh <laughs> you're that guy you're that guy the guy who drove a limo in l.a what that guy was making fun of me um oh well, then he found out that i had
2: that i found that a film festival in rome georgia the rome international film festival yeah then he posted the graphic of the rome film
1: festival in rome italy saying look look at you just rip them off i go if you look really closely their film festival came two years after mine. They originally named themselves the Roman International Film Festival. My lawyer got the and uh, got a season assist. I won the lawsuit because I was able to prove that I came first. So once again,
0: I always come first. Your face. Like you no know, like,
1: like Acme, um, Acme product for Wiley Coyote. So right. it,
0: it, was, it was a guy. nice uh apparently Peg Larson is senior movie. She's like Dead Beats, great one. So there you go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every
1: now and again, I will Google it because it has been reviewed all over the world, but the reviews aren't that great. Um, which I get because I, I, I wrote it as a feature film. I only had enough money to you know,
2: make it a short. Plus, I only had Mick Foley for three days. Yeah. So I made it as. But this is going to be my, my 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 uh
1: my business card film. It's not that I have the full-length screenplay. I did get screen gems, actually. So, uh, I sent it to them, and they liked it. So they flew me up to New York. They were talking about possibly doing what I wanted to do make the full-length feature. And the head of the studio says, oh, yeah, you no, know, um, I see Mickey Rourke you know, as the star. This was before Mickey Rourke did the film The Wrestler.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's casting in his head. This film is really going to happen. And
1: then of course I thought I know well, it was a name star, but years later it became really uh, you know coincidental. Oh my God, he wanted the guy that would years later make his biggest film based on professional wrestling. Um, well, Screen Gems didn't make the film. They they actually then interviewed me to be the head of their new movie studio in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh. And I I lost that job to Frank Capra Jr. Oh. You know, Frank okay. Jr., you know,
0: directed it's a wonderful life so I right so a- so you lost off to, you lost to frank capra jr come on I he a- ain't frank capra he's fucking jr get some fresh blood in here fucking nepotist <laughs> fucking nepotism I don't, I don't really I mean, I, I you know a- who would have thought who would have thought that nepotism would be something in the movie industry i i I protest, sir. I fucking protest. He yeah, movie I almost like God, let's get into an I almost contest. That's the best.
1: Spike Lee, where he says, "I love the screenplay you sent me." He says, I, I, I'm not going to produce, but I can, says, how about you guys? I can act um, at yours. He's an Oscar awesome winner.
0: He mm-hmm. almost produced it. <laughs> oh, right. so, I mean, you get a script know us, uh, know a film credit, then we can talk. See, see, my my claim to fame is uh, I know people who know people. That's what I got going on, folks. That's right. That's that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's, that's i've met people thing. that met people okay, drop the, the mic
1: name, because i've driven around some famous people in my day let me tell you
0: okay. <laughs> did so, you tell you know, them about your you know, screenplay and, uh, <laughs> oh yeah I I, I I then i actually posted an article that was written in, in uh, the charleston uh, no, uh,
1: post and courier about screw job. Yeah, because the, you know, it's a major paper in the market. He you know, he used to you know, cover professional wrestling for the paper, so he knew me. When I sent him a press release, he, he, he don't on it. it, made a full page article, pitch the Bret Hart and all that. But I posted that. I, I also posted that because I also had a note. The guy was kind of saying, No, no I, I'm, I'm going to come up to know where you live and meet. And there's a picture of me at my movie theater where I'm leaning over and you I've lifted weights for over 50 years. I still have guns, and
0: the picture of me yeah. over my, my condition cutter. i mean, it says, "Okay, this is what you're talking about." Yeah, so, well, you know, I, I, I still re- for- from, from our original show. I, I'm still just flabbergasted. Uh, you were a a Jewish fellow bouncing at a neo-Nazi bar. So, uh, you
1: good
0: right. I wore my. No, 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 don't give me a lot of credit. I re-listened to the episode today. I like Barry Norman, Barry Norman, I know what it is. So
1: So, yeah, I said, no, if that that didn't scare me, and I was also a bouncer at one of the biggest strip clubs in Atlanta, and my, uh, well, one day on the job, I went there, and another bouncer had just been shot to death. Oh, God! I was arriving for my shift. Uh, needless to say, I didn't do my shift or work there another day.
0: Like, like, oh, uh, 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 golly, stuff. golly, boss! <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't feel too <laughs> good today. Well, then again, like I said, I know, I know a substitute
1: teacher at a high school. We did have a lockdown for a potential shooter. He got a threat. It turned out not to be credible. But you have to go through all this stuff. And as a teacher, you, even as a substitute teacher, we have to go through this thing called Alice training. It's a 30-minute video program that says all the things you have to do if there's a shooter in your school. OK. And we're locked down in the classroom. You know, there's kids absolutely panicking. There's some kids crying. The number one rule is they got to be quiet, because if the guy is behind right, walk by the door, you want to think no going there. Right.
0: I was going to say, is is uh, rocking back and forth and crying in the fetal position uh, one of the one of the moves that you make? Well, that, no, you're not supposed to make a sound. Okay, all right, all right. So so no crying, but rocking back and forth in a fetal position is fine. Okay, all right, good to know. All right, take a note of it, everybody. Rocking in a fetal position and crying—well, not crying, just rocking back and forth—acceptable. Turn off the lights. You have to spread around the room so you're not all in one area. They call, them call them that everywhere. fish They're in a barrel them. theory. Yeah, but so what you're supposed to do is everyone is supposed to
1: grab an object. So, God forbid if the shooter actually breaches the door and gets in, you're all supposed to rush him, throw
2: the object at him so he's dodging and watching Yes. He didn't think about actually pointing the gun, and while that's happening, and
1: you'd everyone every one of the class grab something—an arm, a leg, an eyeball, whatever—and right. try to. Speak. So, I, mean, I, 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 I walk, barricade in the door. I got everyone to grab something. You can't get the kids to quiet because they're either crying and panicking or they're on their cell phones trying to get information. They go, "Get! I said, don't shut the cell phone off. Turn it off. Right. Turn the vibrate. And don't be talking on it." But if, for two
2: hours, you don't know what's happening. Oh wow! So, I mean, you have every now and again, we would
1: get um, you know, over the PA. The principal said, no, lockdown is still going on. And so it wasn't until two hours where the police finally you know, came, knocked on the door, and I said, okay, there you go. Know, even if they identify
0: themselves as police, how do I know? Right, exactly. I, uh, like, am I, I going to try to put, the, no, I, 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 I put something over the, the,
2: the glass window so no can see it around? So do I oh, Right. But that's
0: what I did, and it was
2: the police. So then no, they 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 took us
0: to the evacuation point, and that's when we saw our kids. <laughs> open up! We're the it. police. Really? How do I know? Sure. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm really sure. Go ahead and open the door, and say it's the definitely. I'm definitely the police guy. So go ahead and open up. Not the bad guy at all.
1: Nope. Joke. I mean, they, they, I mean, this is one of the reasons I, I did this, became a teacher this late, is I do have a lot of empathy for this kid. They had to try to catch up on a year and a half of school online, which doesn't work.
0: Most of their parents they, suck. God, that's they, terrible. They, 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 they're they're they not Gen Xers. Xers. They're not Gen Xers. That's for fucking short. Sure. It's you know, like, <laughs> what are they? They're Gen Z? I to get with you. Yeah. I, uh, whatever
1: they are. Uh, but all, all the, the only thing they know is their phones. That's it. Um, I, the, the way kids dress today is, I mean, every generation says it, girls
2: dress what I call the lion tamer pants. Yeah. Pants that they, are completely shredded and ripped to pieces that they expose more than, than the shortest micro mini. Yeah. being so, topped off that. So nobody dresses up in school anymore, which is why my ridiculous clothes really stands out.
1: <clears throat> nobody, not, my day in the 70s, there were the disco kids, and they wanted to wear their, their, their hot clothes. were, and So there were people that tried to dress Nice, or at least what they thought was nice. That doesn't exist anymore. So it's definitely an interesting place. And I always tell the kids,
2: you know, anything you say may appear in a film or book. <laughs> and there you and of course, for a lot of them, you know, they're, 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 everything they do
1: is on TikTok, anyways. So and I've given them the lesson. Here's why I hate TikTok. Mm. A, I'm a filmmaker. My films cost an average of thirteen thousand dollars, which sounds like a you know, which is a lot of money to me. Yes, it takes a year you know, to do. You know, take. I shoot them in 10 days, edit them in a year. And if I'm lucky with all the film festivals I may or may
2: not get in, I might have 500 people see it. Right. If you half <laughs> <laughs> a million people left do like it. I
1: go, any idiot can do that. And they go, yes, that's the plan. They go, no. No, that's work not, work that's the exactly the opposite. Of no. Like
0: you was talking about, he was on these guys' podcasts. Like they were just. Old stick and everything, and these guys are on fucking TV. Like, right. like, get the fuck, get the fuck
1: out of right. my gig, man! You suck. So, like, you know, anybody can have a podcast,
0: right? Anybody can. anybody can. Anybody right. can. If, if there's good about that, and bad about that.
1: That was, that was my opening speech for my film festival for years. The good thing about digital filmmaking is anybody can make a film. Yep.
0: The bad thing about digital filmmaking is anybody you know, can do so it.
1: The camera, smash it on the ground, say never, ever, 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 ever pick that up again. <laughs> but that's what I feel about TikTok. You can do
2: the stupidest, dumbest thing, bam, a million. Uh, so yeah. they, and I know they've uploaded me on TikTok a lot because because of what I
1: wear. One time, so they know that I, I work out a lot. One student you know, uh, challenged me to a push up conference. <laughs> so I'm doing the push ups. That got uploaded. No, no, substitute teacher with a ridiculous outfit doing push ups in class to know that prove to, that, to so i hate the fact that i am not there but you can't help it because everything these kids do that's what they doing. What right they're doing
0: right and the fact nobody else is doing it you know like like you're actually you're you're you're, you're trend setting you're doing something a little bit different you're keeping the kids engaged at least they respect you at least because you're doing something entertaining you know like you're not just a some automaton staying up there God, you know, and I loved my English teacher. She was a lovely person, but God, she was the exact uh, voice of Charlie Brown's teacher. Uh, wah, 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 wah. And I'll tell you, when you're high after lunch hour and you go into a class and listen to a teacher going, wah, 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 wah. Fucking hard, hard to get through. Real fucking, because time goes real slow, real slow. And, <laughs> but, 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 but the point you made was
1: actually exactly what I found out. Because everything in their lives is on their cell phones. Every piece of entertainment, news, whatever, whatever it is they do, it's on that thing. You have to be out entertain them. Yeah. You have to figure out a way to get their attention away from the phones because they're not putting them away. There's there's no real discipline in the schools. So even teachers who are teacher teachers, I mean, I am a certified teacher myself. They, they don't put their phones away. So the only time you can get them to put, put away their phones is if
0: they're taking a final exam. That's, the <laughs> <laughs> only time say
1: That's you it. To be they have to put up there, or you're um, Right. That, other than that, you can't take away a phone.
0: Right. It and you are you're located you're where, you, where are you located? Are you in New Are you in New You're in New York, right? Uh,
1: Massachusetts.
0: Massachusetts. Okay. A smaller town or a bigger or bigger town or, where, where the school is. Yeah.
1: Um which is right outside of Boston. uh, There's 2300 students in the school, so it's a fairly big population. Uh, It has one of the best
2: uh football teams in the country. I mean, the football players are as big as pros. Right. The offensive defensive line often they just
1: had one of one of the players who graduated this year, was the first round draft pick of Minnesota. So this this is why I mean I get paid as a substitute more than a lot of other school districts get paid for their teachers because it is considered a dangerous area like it is high you no know, high immigrant mm-hmm. uh, so there is a language barrier for a lot of kids it's there's no buses and one reason they were so pissed off the winter is they are walking to school in you no know, two degree weather four degree weather. So let's say, i never heard of, of, a, of a full-time substitute teacher job but
0: because of covid and there's too much there, so a full-time substitute teacher I, I, so, um, yes i've never heard of that either I because the substitute teacher from our day you know there's so a
1: little easier between us was the guy that gets called just like jack black in the school of rock right you go in and all the kids throw spitballs at you and then you might teach for a day but we have to be there every single day because there's always going to be classes that we have to flip for because there's not enough substitute teachers to fill in, and then they have to get a whole bunch of different
0: classes and put them together in the cafeteria or the auditorium, and that's not good. No, that's not good. It's not good, it's not good to have that many
1: kids together at one time. And the ironic thing about COVID, to, to, to try to go take a tangent here, I, once again, the school is ground zero for it. I mean, we, when we have the mask band most of the kids weren't like chin straps, and then we lost the mandate. I didn't get COVID at all during school. You're going through hallways where hundreds of kids
0: are popping and, and doing all that. Okay. I got COVID a few weeks ago because finally the- I did too. So- I, I, I did too, like right at the-, the fucking end. end, like like it's called the endemic, and then I end up with fucking COVID. And and here's the thing, I'd been off work for a month. This was my last week off, and I got fucking COVID. The whole time I'm working, I'm fine. My last week that I take off, fucking COVID. I get it. The first time I decided to go back to a movie theater since I
1: sold my theater in 2019. So there's a movie theater downstream the within walking business, and Top Gun is playing and said, why not? It's Memorial Day Monday.
0: <laughs> Cause <It's-> it sucks.
1: <laughs> we're, right, we're right on the ocean. We have some of the most
0: gorgeous beaches in the country. So I knew the one o'clock I'll show. Be over. Was on the weekend, right? One yeah. o'clock show is going to be. Go in there, there's four people. Two of them sit right behind me, and one of them is
1: coughing. <laughs> <laughs> the reason, instead of me getting up and moving, I said, why should I Right. As <laughs> <"Why> of <should I-?" laughs> <That's some> COVID. <laughs> that's where I got COVID, in a freaking movie theater. You no, know, the
2: irony of the movie theater guy, who hasn't been in one since he sold one. Right. In an empty theater, that's
1: what I get it. <clears throat> And I got, I mean, I, I, was, I leave my house at 5 a.m. to go to school once again because of the, the digestive thing. And finally, I leave the school. I get there, and I go, eh, I'm feeling like I'm fighting a cold. Um, I'll just go to the nurse. I mean, I, I have to be in my classroom at 8 o'clock. They open at, like, quarter of
2: 8. I go to get to the test, and I just figured, just be safe. Right. And they said, it takes three days. They said, okay, I'll call you from my classroom. I know I don't have COVID.
1: And Ten seconds later, the nurse comes out in the lobby where all the kids are. because It's not 8 o'clock yet. Mr. Norman, you're
2: positive. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I, I had to go home. for my, I had
1: not a day. I'm the only son who, who had not missed a day of school to take a personal day off. Didn't have a sick day. Now was towards the end of the year. I'm, and, and over the weekend, I get sick. Now I am double, no, I'm triple blast.
0: Yeah, so am I. Yeah, I got, I got, uh. I'm all moderned sure. up, man. I'm three times moderned. I'm going to be mildly symptomatic
1: cuz I'm feeling like I have a little cold. No. I don't I get sicker than I've
0: ever. i have ever. I'm a hunting for fever for three days. Really? When it when they, but finally my, my, my
2: doctor said I'm going to get you, you know the drug no Plax Covid. Mhm. So I I embraced the uh, the
1: fever. I then had the worst sore throat I've ever had for the next two two days. And then I I had, you know how some people have where they can't smell or they can't taste? Yeah. Or I had the worst smell and the worst taste I've ever had in my life. I got so sick. I took an anti something that prevents you from throwing up, and I threw it up.
0: Oh, my God. That that one day I said, oh, my God. What, that means the virus got into my brain. And what if this is one of the <laughs> <that virus? laughs> If it got into my brain? Well that's what
2: happens. If it affects your smell and your taste, it affects your brain. That's a neurological sign. Yeah. And my ex-wife, she, she got COVID, she said she
1: couldn't know, she had that for seven months, couldn't eat meat or, or, or eggs. I said, Oh God, if I'm this sick for eight months. What it was is it wasn't COVID, it was the Flax
0: the antiviral. It was a side effect of that. Oh, okay. So the
1: news is, my, I can smell and taste. Nothing smells
0: like awful. And, mm. I, and the
1: food just taste
0: bad that I can't I had, I had just like uh, uh, my whole family. My whole family just had like, it started off with like a little cough, little thing in my throat. And then I, I had like one night that I was kind of like a bad cold. I lost my smell for one day and that was it. Like everything else was just fine.
1: Nope. A
0: little lethargic. A little lethargic, but. My, oh my God, a con, Mary. No, so oh my God, a
1: con. Um, it, it will find your weak. It's it's more upper respiratory than lungs, and my weak spot is I have the doctor. Says, I don't know how that septum, I have a mangled septum. <laughs> my sinuses <is> blow <laughs> up, right? So oh my
0: God, cron, You left deviated a long time ago. I, yeah,
1: well, I I, I walk into that one so. To this day, since it, it has been that long, it's been a few weeks now. I still don't feel right. Everything is off. I always have a runny nose. I, I things. I mean, I'm okay, but it's not. So I'm thinking this is how I'm gonna feel the rest of my life. And it's like where it's like, ah, eh, how do you feel, daddy? you know, they know, they know, they know
0: the Jewish people. Eh! Ah, yeah, hey, hey, with my head in the heart. Yeah, the that... oh, yes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: no know,
0: Doctor, my, my, my leg. Get him out! God damn it! I barely made it to work today. <laughs> oh boy, I'm so happy you and I, you were so unaffected by COVID, and it was such a long <laughs> experience for me. Well, you know, God favors the Gentiles. What can I say? <laughs> I said, I, I
1: volunteered to, to put myself in a school at almost 65 years
0: old. <laughs> you, so, by, so you literally you literally threw yourself into harm's way, man. Like, uh, you're the general Nimitz of, uh, of school teaching. And, and the second to last thing before no, the, the year
1: ended, I had to break up my first fight. It was two girls. And it was the worst fight I've ever seen. They, one, they they both, with one hand, grab a head full of hair. One of the girls used her right arm just to,
2: like a piston over and over on the other girl's head. Bam. bam right. Bam. bam. The other girl
1: used her free hand to hit the other girl in the eye. Bam. 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 Now, I know, though, the way we've been told, especially in this girl's fighting, you cannot break them up. If you put a hand on them, someone with a phone is going to record it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. It hurt harassment because there, there has been not many considering but there has been a few cases where where a female student says harassment you did this you did that and you're screwed so i made sure you know i i just did the only thing i could think of no i yelled out as loud as i can stop stop until other people heard it and they broke it up yeah, it was the, worst
0: yeah the other happened, kids can break it up the other kids can break it up you can't
1: well, the yeah well, I'm proctoring a final exam test and what happened was I, I see a bunch of kids go oh, put their hands to the mouth and I want to go, Sir, they're fighting i I didn't want to leave the class and minute I leave they're all gonna be cheating.
0: <laughs> you're like a you're like a hockey you're like a hockey rep. You just go like this. Everybody back, everybody back, Let them work it out. Let them work it out. I don't know what to do. I mean they're killing each other. Yeah. I mean the guy fights usually, I mean
1: they will end up all over the place and they're mostly wrestling and one guy might get, but they're not bam, bam. I mean, one guy during a fight early year did put someone in the hospital. They don't really fight like this. Right. Every blow was a big blow. And even if we are allowed to put our hands on a female student, which is not
0: a good thing. No, no, no. My my daughter's, my daughter's friend wanted, uh, and I dropped my friend, my daughter off at uh, her friend's house. And her other friend was there and they said, uh, she said, Hey, do you think your dad can give me a ride back? No, dad cannot give you a ride back. No fucking way can dad give you a ride back. You know what well, I'm talking I mean, about, Jeff. Well, I mean,
1: I, I have made, but there's, there's certain things that wonder, like, the ethics i of, like, one one female student from Brazil, a really, really nice girl. It's pretty, pretty, and she likes me. So she goes, sir, my my, my, my parents to a, you know, a pizza parlor. I go, really? I, goes, yeah. I go, where, where are you from? She goes, well, my, my dad is from uh, Trinidad and Tobago, and my mom is from Puerto Rico. Oh. She bought an Italian pizzeria. Okay, then. She goes, if you come, I'll, I'll hook you up. So I take a friend of mine. Pizza's my favorite food, and where I live in Gloucester, Massachusetts, it's heavily Sicilian, so there's pizza places everywhere that are great. Right. We drive, no, know, 30 miles, because it's in the city next to Everett, Lynn, 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 City, and you live there. <laughs> and and,
0: and, and Best freaking pizza I've ever had. Really? It's incredible. That's awesome, everybody. Uh, once again, we are talking to Barry Norman. Uh, first of all, he's a substitute teacher. That's his latest credit. Uh, other than that, he launched the two bands um, Live and uh, Four Non Blondes. Uh, he was a DJ that syndicated across the country for uh, for a while. Uh, he's made several movies. Uh, he has seven books out. Um, he's, uh, he's just an all around fantastic, great guy. So, uh, uh, sorry, uh, back to you. And, and, uh, for my buddy, Brian, who's probably going to watch this later, I need at least one WCW, uh, crazy fucking story.
1: WCW. Oh, Jesus. Which one of my WCW? I mean, I don't know, but most of my uh, crazy stories are actually kind of, you
0: no, know, no, sad type of things. I'm trying to... I mean, no, I don't want sad. sad. <laughs> My, my recent story with the WCW guy is how my best
1: friend of 32 years, and now I'm suing him for half a million, and that's
0: because, you uh,
1: know, Sid Vicious. Yes. I, I told I the story. I told the story last show, so I won't
0: be. Right. I mean, yeah, he's it's, like it's, one, it's, one of your best friends for fucking years and years, and he he, he disses you. You get him set up. You get it. You get Sid Vicious oh, set oh, up God, in the God, business, God. and he turns around and, and motherfuckers you.
1: Okay, because I was a public relations manager, I became—I mean—the go-between for everything. In other words, I got guys cast in movies, TV shows, and also whenever there was some type of um, memorabilia show where they wanted one of
0: the right. guys. Right, and you was talking about Sting go-between. trying to get Sting in on your. Uh, you also wrote a uh, a play uh, on the on the Montreal job. So if you ever watch WWE, you know exactly what I'm talking about
1: because I want him to be, you know, the Vince,
2: Vince McMahon character named uh, Vic McNugget. Yeah, Vic McNugget. Yeah, you know, he has you know, a I, I want Mick Foley, you know, to be Dunk, you know, the court Jester based on Doink. Right. Uh, I, I've actually pitched this to, the, to the, the head of
0: theater at my school, because I told you my school is 41% Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I made the heart character you know, Elucha Libre. Okay, Elucha Libre, right, which is a Mexican Foley, wrestler. You know, uh, right. So I said, we could have we, we
1: have, you know, honest, we have a Spanish wrestler, we have a wrestling team, but so we can have a kid because they, they're they huge, play the Bret Hart part. We, we we definitely have someone I can think of uh, for the Shawn Michaels, who uh, my play is called uh, Little Tacosudo. Now, for all you listening at home, Takastudo is actually the medical
0: term for heartbreak. Oh, okay. Little Takastudo is my way of doing... Look at break. you. That's why that's yeah. why I like you. You're smart. You're fucking smart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Hombre is, 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 is Hombre de Corazon, which actually means Hombre is Man, Hombre de Corazon is hit man or Man of Hitting. Hit man of Hitting. Okay. All right. And, and, and there's so many names. Like, uh, remember the, the referee for the match is Earl Hebner.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: so in, in, in screwjob he's the Earl of Hebner. The Earl, Earl of Hebner. There you go. Because it's done, like this play is actually done in a Shakespearean diameter. So it's like yeah. it's gonna be. Yeah, you like that? See the word I use? Did you see the? Did you see the word I use, Barry? Huh? This guy, right? Yeah, writers, Not just for uh, a fucking uh, Wisconsin hat, you know. It's just...
1: diameter.
0: Right. Would he be like? Would he be like yeah. L. Tennis Racco or uh, something? Like- an instrument in Shakespearean times, you know, uh was the clarion. So Jim Cornet became clarion. Oh, clarion, okay, and, and for Cornet. And, and, and so became boozy Okay. And so they and, and of course they hate each other. I and mean, in real life, they hate each oh, other. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they do hate each other. Yeah. If you watch uh yeah, if you so watch Dark Side of the Ring, yeah. I <laughs> do
1: watch Dark Side of the Ring. Well, didn't they cancel it? I mean,
0: they did something that, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Uh yeah, I, I watched uh, several episodes. I was like god, how dirty in back like the Jimmy Superfly snooker one and uh god well, of course the uh, the the screw job but like uh Bruiser brody and like all these like all these crazy fucking wrestlers that just all this shit happened to. Bruce
1: brody was my favorite wrestler cuz he was Jewish and he was crazy and he's I mean he's just not what you think. I mean, Is that right? Was, I mean, not good. I, I lived in Denver when I, 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 I moved to Denver when I was 21 years old, and the AWA was there. Right. Because it was out of Minnesota. And, of course, all, all the big stars of the AWA in the, in the 70s and 80s all became the big superstars for events. That's mm-hmm. where the Road Warriors were. That's where Hulk Hogan was. That's, that's where Bobby Bray Keenan was. That's where they all were. But no, uh, my favorites uh, were, I, I love Rosa Brody. I love the Crusher because he was you know, the baby on Poles beer drinker.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I love I it. Know. And my yeah. father, he gave me $2 and told me to walk down a mile to the bar in a bucket, in a bucket of beer. And I, if I spilled any of that beer, he 10, my hide.
1: That's the Crusher, yeah. And the pig and the whistle, right? That, that, that's great. Um, Jesse the bodyman terror was big there. You no, know, he he and AG and the, the East West Connection, But I I liked my famous were Mad Dog Michon.
0: Oh, Mad Dog Michon, uh, yeah. Now you're talking now you're talking Dr. X Dr. X uh, era. There. That's I, I love Mad Dog Michon. My my favorite jobber was the
1: beast from Argentina. He was just this ugly guy, who was just covered with hair. And he then he instructed and he does all just uh stick his tongue on like well, he, he was one of my favorites because I was getting the kick crack uh, out of him. Uh, I liked um, uh, Buckwinkle. He was, he was basically the Ric Flair of the AWA. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's the, it's the Buckwinkle sleeper. It's the Ganya sleeper. It's the Buckwinkle. They just kept reversing it on each other. It's the Buckwinkle sleeper. Oh, it's the Ganya sleeper. It's the Buckwinkle sleeper. And they did it back and forth like five times. Like it was, it's what I liked about
1: the AWA and original
0: wrestling 99% of it were promos. You yeah. Know? The promo. I mean the biggest high
1: spots then were the flying drop kick, if you were a high flyer, which was Greg Ganya.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, those are the two big things: the yeah. drop kick and then the body slam. Those are the two big things. And you could you can only <laughs> dump off of the second rope. Right? I mean, I mean Baron Bonaraski with the claw. That claw I mean, saying his was the bolo punch right? Yeah. For some reason, when you do that and do an cut, it's deadly. So you have Holes,
2: and you knew and Like I said, you said, know, the sleeper, you those know, sleepers are great when you don't really want to get hurt. So, yeah, they, they do the first, but it was all the promos. Yeah, all mean you know, you know, genial, bring, bring them out, uh,
1: come on in here. And you have to cut a good pro. I remember Ruiz Brody would always have like a, a butterfly bandage on his face with a little blood caps lifted. Right, he always
0: had like- a like pile, and he would file his teeth. God, it would send shivers down my fucking spine every time I watch Bruiser Brody. He's filing his teeth. It's like, oh God,
1: stop that. Well yeah, I mean, I love Bruiser Brody's Stanley Larry
0: Hansen matches, because they just you know, I mean, it was just boot to the head, boot to the head. Boot, boot to the head. head. yep. And that, that was it. So um
1: I, I still haven't told every every story I think I probably already told you about uh, as far as my my WCW story, So
0: well, I, I, you know, I was watching, you know, that, uh, I think it was the, was it the dark side? Was it the dark side of the ring? Was it? Or, but anyways, about Bruiser Brody and, uh, Lex Luger and, uh, Lex Luger, he's just this young punk and he pissed Bruiser Brody off. And so Bruiser Brody stopped selling his shots. And he knew that he couldn't physically beat, like really beat Bruiser Brody, like, Bruiser Brody would just kick the fuck out of him. Like, just absolutely destroy the guy. So he's like, he stopped selling the shots. Like, like Luger would hit him. And he would just not react. And then after it was over, of course, Brody, Brody pins him. And as soon as he does, uh, it was like a cage match. Uh, Luger like crawled over, got down, and just went straight to his fucking car and left. Like, I don't want to be part of... Because I guess he's talking shit before the match or something like that. And didn't want to be part of anything that had to do with Brody after Brody got out of the fucking ring. Like, just. A book after deuces, bitches! See you later! I'm fucking gone! It's, a, it's a book. What do you do when your opponent won't
1: sell? Uh, well, actually, one of my favorite stories actually does involve Luger. Um, he he always used to brag you know, that, that he though was a great college student. And then he had a 4.0 average. One day, you know, you know, in the
0: back room before, no TV taping, with so all the guys there. And he, once again, it's going on, like, I had a 4.0, and 4.0. And I said, Lex, what you don't understand is it's not cumulative. You don't get a 1.0 for every year. Hold on you just for a second. Day. I got to sign off of uh, Facebook. Everybody, thank you for sh- joining in. Again, we had Barry Norman on here, and he's fantastic. Sorry I have to shut this off, but my iPad's getting ready to die. So, uh, everybody, thank you so much. Uh go God damn it. I wish you would have been on earlier. You would have enjoyed a great show. Um, but uh if you want to get onto um my worst holiday podcast on YouTube, you can continue watching from there. Outside of that, deuces, love you. And from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been my worst holiday. Good night, everybody. Okay, so that one's wrapped up. <laughs> well, well, How'd it go? what you think? Well, no, no, we're still good. We're still good. Uh uh, we're still we're still YouTube live, uh, but I knew that my my uh, my iPad was about to go funky, so I had to get rid of that one. How'd you get so funky? How'd you get so funky? So we're still good on YouTube live. Yeah. All right. So anyway, go. Uh, go so anyway, Lex Luger, because uh, my my buddy Scotty Schwartz, who was do you know Scotty?
1: Story, yeah, yeah, right?
0: Flick. Yeah, he was really he, good friends I with – he, he was really good friends with Miss Elizabeth and uh, Randy. So he was really close. To he's still really good friends with uh, Lawler. Okay. Uh, he, he's friends <laughs> with another friend of mine on Facebook who also
1: is a big wrestling
0: fan. Um, I don't know if you, if you guys are friends with Facebook. Steve Goldstein, he's a, he's a screenwriter. No, I don't know Steve. Hook me up with uh, Steve Goldstein. Yeah. Yeah, like everything else right he, now. He's a- Celebrity. I mean, everyone can get celebrity print, but He actually knows a lot. So Steve Goldstein. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I don't want any dead air. But uh, there you go. All oh, everybody, just hold on while I write shit and not say anything. That's entertainment. You know what's best about entertainment? People people really enjoy dead air. They like it when you just do fucking nothing. Like, like, like the rest of the episode, uh, Barry and I are just going to stare at each other and say nothing. So, when I worked for CNN, they, they they actually had a word for that. It's there's it like more than one second of dead air, they said, "Grow a beard." In other words, <laughs> the teleprompter, screwed up. You, you have to be able to add a and that's, that's when the director would tell them in their IMB, "Grow a beard here." <laughs> Grow a beard here. God. Nope. I, or, uh, well, my uh, my oh, partner was supposed to be here tonight too. I think he forgot, and so like, forgot the show. I I'm the telling you, everything could go off the fucking. Ra- and anything, anything, that could have gone off the fucking rails before this show today, absolutely went off the fucking rails. I was, I was throwing shit in my studio. I was cussing. I was like, I, 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 I almost punched my mic. I like, I was just fucking losing it. Like nothing was nice. working. Yeah, well, you can blame it on me. Sometimes it's my to electronics now. you're 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 wonderful and uh, i can't blame anything on you, you you've been fantastic you're, you're fantastic uh both times so far yeah i'll give you a chance to fail though i'll give you more time so uh yeah <laughs> yeah you, you, you know uh it's like uh it was a uh, uh, cat williams uh uh he was on stage he goes or no it's eddie griffin Is eddie griffin he goes You'll run out of money before I run out of funny.
1: <laughs> I would say, I'll take that bet. No <laughs> oh, what is that funny. Oh, did I tell you the first show that I actually tried stand-up comedy too? No. Huh? When I was living in Denver, and I, because everyone tells me, you're so funny, you're so funny. I am mean, right. I to write a lot of you. I worked for the school newspaper, did the Able First Editions, no right. break, uh edition. yeah. Well, they had a club in Denver called the Comedy Club, and like, a lot of, like every comedy club, they had open mic night on Monday.
0: You absolutely should 20. be able to do comedy. You really should be able to do it. If I can stand up and do comedy, you can do comedy. I can write comedy. I was born 10 years too late. I mean, my dream job was to work for National Lampoon. I actually got an interview with National Lampoon in 1979.
1: They did? They did. You think your stuff is good, but we're not gonna hire you. I still think if I was born ten years earlier, I would have been working for Lampoon at their heyday in the seventies, 70s, early 70s, the late sixties, early seventies, and then I would have been one of the original rivals for Saturday Night Live.
0: Saturday Night Live, so right. Of- After they stole everybody from National Lampoon. Well and then Second City and then a lot of those, but yeah, but- what was it it was, it, it was called a what was, was it called? A feudal a, 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 fight futile, fight. a futile attempt? It's on it's on Netflix, it's called a feudal attempt. About the the head guy from Nat, who created National Lampoon. And uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, Duck, uh, Duck Himmy and uh, what's his name? Beer. Right. Uh, beer. And when he met uh when he met um, uh, Saturday Night Live. Lauren Michaels, Michaels. Yeah, he walked up to him He goes, Yeah, why don't you take my beer too? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean
1: it, 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 it's actually held go parties, but uh, I I always thought writing humor and then writing sketch humor, when that side became a thing. That's where I would have excelled. But no, I, I didn't get to the, the gateway there. So Comedy Club has open mic night, and I do a little, you know, I prepare a little thing there. and I do it, and it goes over well. So they said, great, come back next Monday. I go, hey, this is happening. This is starting a lot. So I, I, I was asked back three successive Mondays. In other words, even though it's still open mic night, they will give you a better position each
2: night. Right, you're, you're, right, if you're, if you're good, certain. right. On there the right, So people are starting to thinking,
1: people are actually anticipating you. And so the third time I got up there, I had to follow a new rising young comic named Roseanne
2: Barr. <laughs> <laughs> this was, she was filming
1: those fantastic guys. And I immediately, after her, I immediately said, okay, I'm the guy that's another class clown. That's funny. Woo! I have to bring you up to a party. That's a fucking pro." Yeah. Like, if you think you're the best skier in the world and then you ski next to an Olympic skier, yeah, you realize.
0: Uh, is- and next up, Peekaboo Street. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I, I you know the comparison, I mean, was
1: just too much. I, I said, I, you know, I this, this is not what I should be doing.
2: That's God, I, to I said, you know, instead of saying I wish I was younger. I wish I was older. I wish
1: I was born you know, instead of 57. You no, know, if I was born like you know, 42, 43. I
0: would have been writing for Lampoon, I would have then been writing for Saturday Night Live, and right now I'd be having my Or you would have um, killed yourself like head. Lenny Bruce. Who knows? You don't know, you don't know, you don't know, man. You don't know. You don't know, we'll never know. You well, can't you can't well. pull that thread of your tapestry. You can't pull that fucking thread, it all just unwinds. In the multiverse, in another
1: no you know, thread, I'm really funny and did well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I didn't work for Leap Poon, no, I, I I
0: absolutely beat the shit out of Roseanne Barr. They thought I was funny and her never Chicago <laughs> would never hear her the national anthem at the San Diego Marcus game. It all would have been different. That's the multiverse. See, you could have said something racist and then they gave your show to somebody else. You could have done that. You could have done that. Easily. Easily. You can't mean. pull the thread. You can't pull the fucking thread. You're are. What you are. I was born too late. It's like deaf ears. It just fell on complete deaf ears. That's what that. Did. <laughs> so that's my eighth book. I was born too late. I was born too late. Well, oh, here, here's what I do to freak out
1: my students, though when over because once again they think yeah, I don't look like I'm nearly 65. So here's what I tell them, and their jaws just dropped. Every one of my grandparents, I said, were born
0: in the 1800s. Oh, God. I'm 1957. To them, I'm older than all their parents. I'm older than right. their grandkids. Right. So, right. And like age, I said, United. dude, you don't look like that at all. Like th- you should see this guy. I'm telling you, he looks my age, and I don't look my age. Like I look like I'm 45. This guy looks like he's 55. <laughs> like I don't know. He, he looks. You Actually, you look. You look like my age. You look my age. That I should look but I, I don't know how the fuck you say it. You look like you're 45. There you go. You look like you're fucking 45. You look, you look younger than I do. The biggest comment I actually got at school was I was asked out on a date by another teacher, the hottest teacher in the school who was only 24. Oh God. And And
1: she knew how old I was. Oh, but she asked me out because she was really the show, and then she heard once again. She heard that I did all these cool things, so she thought that I was cool. It's like I tell the kids, "No, I'm not, not cool. cool. I've done cool things. There's a difference." <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> I'm not cool. I've done cool things. Remember that, people. There, there is a difference,
1: So the, the date didn't start off well. I, mean, I, I thought it did because you no, know, I'm supposed to meet her at some bar and all. So I have to get gas. So I the gas, and I'm texting her, and I said, No, since she knows how old I am, I said, I just got a whole bunch of Red Bull and crystal meth. <laughs> so
0: she texts me back, and she goes, Sounds like a great day. There um, you go. I, I swear, this is not me, you know, the old
1: fart that doesn't know how to do anything. Google Maps try to kill me. It's, it's telling me, if you don't know Boston at all, Star Drive is like the worst highway in Boston. It's got the worst traffic jam, and it, it goes right along the Charles River. So Google Maps tells me, turn right here. It wanted me to go in the Charles River. So I said, screw you Google Maps, I'm not going in the Charles River. So I go around again, I said, I must have missed some days somewhere. No, turn right here, into the Charles River. So I text her and I said, it wants me to go in the Charles River. So she goes okay, meet me here instead. It takes me someplace totally opposite. So she's saying, old guy can't figure out Google Maps. So you're, like, finds a place where, you're like this, you got your
0: phone, you're like, God damn it, you son of a bitch, give me my fucking. Dad, you yeah. was like me earlier with my fucking microphones. I was like, I <laughs> punch it. Like, God damn it. So, so she finally did a little apartment with the pet bar. Now she's a biology
1: major and she loves creepy crop. He has all kinds of branchlets and snakes, but she goes, Here's my
2: boa. As he hands me the boa. I, don't This is her test me to hold the
1: guy
2: in your room. I'm nervous about the boa. And she goes, Oh,
0: by the way, it can kill you. Like I didn't know that. I of course I knew that. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. It's called a constrictor. Don't let it around your neck. Right. Just good so advice.
1: Snakes and all that, and she's so cool
0: though, she actually has the uh, a license for a venomous snake. Oh god. So she
1: has collection. So she's
0: also she's a got a venomous snake. snake. She's got a venomous snake. What does she have?
1: I don't know, didn't ask, didn't want to know.
0: <laughs> god, no way, those aren't cuddly. Those are not cuddly. So, like, said, she's tattooed
1: everywhere, and so she knows this because I had my, uh, my tattoos covered at school—not because you had to, but just because I thought I should. Mm-hmm. So she, she's sees part of it sticking out, so she goes, "Well, let me see." So I showed to her, and one of them is, um, you know, is
0: tribal. She goes, "Oh, tribal!" Like, you know, uh, no, how cliche. It was um, cool in the '90s. All right. It was 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 cool the year you were born, all right? I'm just gonna say it was cool the year you were fucking born. So we're going to a movie because she loves movies. We're
1: going to the Brattle Theater, which is an old indie theater, one of the last ones that does rear uh, projection. I'm so proud of myself because two things did not happen in the movie. One, I didn't have to get up to go to the bathroom,
0: that's a big deal, and I didn't fall asleep. My man, my My man.
1: So I, I figure I I, no, I do that it's a movie I saw when it came out you know, when, I, when I was when I was a kid but I know I don't care so I don't fall asleep I don't have to go in
0: the bathroom so I think, I think we're doing great right so okay, you you Barry win at life at this point you win at life an entire movie not to pee and not I fall asleep.
1: allergic to alcohol. If I am one beer, I'm
2: immediately drunk. I'm over. So, there you go. There you, you go. So,
1: so, we go to this place. She, like
2: I said, she is the drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah. So, everyone in the bar knows her. And I guess she's troubled because she's there are fights over her.
0: So, all the <laughs> bartenders are female. She knows every bartender. She knows every guy. She knows every girl. Right. So all the guys are coming up. So, Hi, how you doing? And all the girls like, no, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not good. So I, I get her drink,
1: and I drink, you know, club soda and lime. So once again, oh, by the way, I forgot to say, when we go to a party, before she gets a snake, I mean, I know she smoked one. She smoked a lot of pot. That got high before the movie. And I also know she does a
2: lot of mushrooms. So oh! She, she's 24, she does a lot of drugs. Been there, done that, don't do it anymore. Right. So I, I, I flunked the Google Maps, I flunked
1: the snake holding contest, I flunked the tattoos. I flaunt them not drinking and not doing drugs. So I, I'm sure So in says, well, "What are we going to do in a relationship?" He doesn't drink, doesn't yeah, he doesn't do all that. So we're why does it have
0: to be a relationship, Barry? It doesn't have to be a relationship. Well, she asked me out, I mean, she
1: obviously had something. But it doesn't have to be a
0: relationship.
1: <laughs> she obviously thought so. So on the way home,
0: you don't have, you have to be Mr. On. Right. Mr. Right now works. <laughs>
1: I'm she asked me out. I'm trying to, you know, I act like when she asked me, like she, she, she asked me to meet her in her, her class or there was nobody there. He close the door and she goes, um, what do you think about it if I asked you out? I go, okay. I was trying to act like, oh boy, what I? I didn't want to be
0: that <laughs> guy. <go>, oh yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah, exactly. I got a chance at this bitch. <laughs> I got a chance at this bitch.
1: I didn't
0: know that, uh, that I don't want a romantic relationship. But once again, I didn't know I was auditioning. Yeah, you're, you're, you're always auditioning. Well, not, you can't even be auditioning at this point. You're She's 25. No, she's 24.
1: 24,
0: which is my favorite number. That's my high school number, by the way. Uh, I would have taken that as an omen. I'm going to bang her. She, she, she took the uh, biology teaching gig as, you know, as a bet. Someone better that she couldn't do it. Mm. She, she did now, on uh, a cross-country
1: camping trip for the summer, and then next fall, she's getting her PhD. So it wasn't going to be long-term anyway, because she's, she's out the door. So that's how right. the date ends. We're not going to have her manipulation.
0: Okay. <laughs> <have been> so- <laughs> All right. I, uh, I, I want to do my best Dan Ackler, doing Tom Snyder, Was he wouldn't know. Oh, well, oh, oh, know. well you know, uh, oh, oh. Okay, that sounds good. No idea, but, yeah. No idea, Dad or Tom if you're young, y'all no, won't get that reference at fucking all. So, uh, <laughs> so look up Saturday, look Saturday, night, night. Saturday night Live, <laughs> 1970.
1: <laughs> what, nine? So I started off the cool guy that makes movies and does this. And then I ended up with 65 year old guy that can't do Google Maps, can't hold a snake, has crappy tattoos.
0: And, and uh, what else did I do wrong? Uh, oh, and doesn't drink. Oh, and doesn't drink. And yeah. Drink. yeah. You, you should have said things like, God, it's chilly outside. Maybe you should put on a sweater. Or, God, what would your grandma think of you? you go, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's all right. That works too. (laughs) So the only thing I have is, well, she did ask me out. At one point, I was alluring enough for that. So you gotta take the moral victory when you can. There might be be a generational gap between that, that just doesn't work out. You know, it might be be that thing. Well,
1: like I said, she, she, I mean, the the first time we were talking was about film, because she loves film. And like I said, uh, I'm the only person in the entire world that has my background in film. No one else is an award-winning filmmaker, founded a uh, top-notch film festival, has a master's and PhD in film studies, and own a movie theater.
0: All right, Barry Man, I can talk. I can talk to you for fucking four days. Uh, we're an hour and twelve minutes in, so i, I we just got to wrap it up. And uh, I, I gotta, uh, we'll just have to do this again, again soon. Uh, I'll, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll do something. Like, yeah, you know, and I and I know, I know, I know, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad that you reached out to me and just like out of the blue, and I was like, fucking Barry Norman just fucking got a hold of me, you know? I'm like fucking thrilled. I'm like, I'm at work and my phone goes bing. I'm like, oh, I awesome, you know? Like, yeah, uh, it, uh, it, uh, it's very flattering. I'll put it that way. It's very flattering that you that you reached back out to me and I'm I'm completely humbled. I, I feel uh humbled. I just I, I thank you so much again. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, well, listen, listen to the show after afterwards and say, what was I complimenting that guy for? <laughs> oh there's a part where I was writing and he doesn't say anything, so there's dead air
0: that was my fault that was that was me that wasn't you that was me that was like oh steve what's his name again yeah yeah pardon me pardon me while this uh just goes without any kind of entertainment um but uh yeah no that's awesome it's fucking awesome and again for the second time for the second time you're just fucking fantastic and i can't wait to have you back on again um so fun so fucking fun so, everybody, uh, you got the platform again. Tell everybody about your book. Tell everybody about your movies. Tell everybody where they can find you. If you got a Patreon, let them give you some fucking money. You're on. Wee-hee. Woohoo! You are awesome, my friend. Thank you so much for
1: having me.
0: I, I make it up fun. as I go. I'm not that fucking awesome. I'm better than those douchebags that you talked to last time, but I'm not that fucking great. <laughs> Those two douchebags. Uh, shout out them too, so nobody listens to them. Two douchebags from out. New Hampshire. I, I don't know. Either. either way, I'm better than them. I'm better than fucking them. So. You're better than
1: two guys on public access TV in Revere, Massachusetts. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: You take the victories where you can get them, folks.
1: Take the laps whenever you get All
0: right. All you, brother, you got the stage. All right. Well, my new book, which is coming out in
1: a few weeks, is called We Blew It, about how America had fun losing everything. And like I said, that should be up on Amazon.com or my own website, uh, BarryRNorman.com. Uh, Screwjob, hopefully, is going to be coming to uh, a festival, a, a Shakespeare festival, or off, off, off broadway or a high school theater production near you. Uh, Kelsey <laughs> is my next book about insomnia. I have no idea what I'm going to do after that, but I'll think of something.
0: You'll think of something. And every time you think of something, uh, absolutely, get a hold of me again, and absolutely, I will have you on. Even if you just have a funny story that you want to tell, um, absolutely. Thank you so much. Barry Norman, everybody, we've been talking to Barry Norman. He's he's a screenwriter. He's a, 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 a he makes movies. <laughs> he's an author. He's got some he's got some movies. He's got, he's got some books. Uh, the guy's awesome. So uh, look up Barry Norman. Uh, he's fantastic. And what's your uh like your uh, social media uh, platform that they can find you at? Uh, social
1: media. So, Facebook is the easiest place to find me. Uh, so, as you know, under Barry R. Norman, you'll see uh, my, my avatar is the book that I talked about on your show last time, Ambient Sanity. So, it has the manga type artwork. Right. His head, so, it's very colorful. So, we can see him. there's a lot of Barry R. Normans out there, unfortunately. But that's the one with the cool artwork from, from a book cover as my avatar. That's All right. the easiest place to find me
0: on social media. Awesome. All right. And uh, hang out for just a minute after I close this up and we'll talk for just a couple of minutes after that. And everybody, if you like a show, if you like a podcaster, if you like somebody on YouTube, give them a dollar an episode. It's not going to cost you that much. You can find my worst holiday on every fucking platform that's out there. Just give it a listen and leave a review, please, please, please. It helps us out so much. You'll never even know the device is in your hand. All you have to do is just Look it up and review it and like it. Easy enough. And from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been my worst holiday. Hey, everybody. It is Mr. Holiday again. Hey, if you like a show, do us a big favor. Give us a dollar an episode. It's that easy. The device is in your hand. You can also subscribe to my worst holiday, subscribe to the podcast that you love the most. And, you know, uh, give us a little bit of money. You can give mine at my worst holiday at patreon.com. Uh, every little bit helps please, please, please. And I thank you. And again, for room, a room in my bed, next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been my worst holiday. (laughs) Good night, everybody.